This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. We're very honored to have with us, for the first time, the first of many to come, Mr. Hashem. Rav Daniel Gladstein, it's been, it's been inspiring. It's been Mamash giving classes that I don't really understand. Now that I see him, I don't see what's the color. He's a young person. Uh, and he has thousands of thousands of classes in Torah Anytime. I will say that if Torah Anytime will take out his classes, probably they will have almost not to pay Amazon to, to, to help all the classes in the, in the cloud. Because he held in so much space, Rabbi. I mean, you, you, I'm not saying it's a burden, I'm just saying, you know, Bor Hashem. And uh, if you're really looking for a pshat, a drush, a remes, and a thought in many different ways on any topic, the person in our generation is taking the responsibility to make Torah shine in a different level is with us today. It's a, it's a, it's a personal example that the Bo Hashem, someone who looks for a great opportunity to inspire, to share Torah with others, Torah with others, Rabbi, you have to do a baras for Adit here, you know? You, you, you used to it? We'll try. Mutan, no We're not anyone in, in, in America, okay? So, uh, we're very honored. Last year, we missed them at the last minute. And in, in this year, Minashamayim, with a lot of Siata Dishmaya, Siata Dishmaya, see the difference, no? It's not the same. With a lot of Siata Dishmaya, we got him. We're very honored. He flew in red eye. And you see him, you know, he's, uh, he's all there. Thank you, Rabbi. Bruchim Habayim B'Shem Hashem. I'm so overjoyed. I'm so excited to be here in this Kehillah Kedoshah, to be able to share a few thoughts from Devrei Torah. Officially, this class is Musar. But Musar is what you give to people that you don't like. People that you like, you, say, you give divrei hetorerut, you give words of inspiration. I would like to present to you today with a perspective on tefillah that will revolutionize the way you, you pray. Maybe you've heard this before. Every time I understand this, I study this, it takes my tefillah to the next level. Let's begin as follows. The Midrash tells us the story of when the Romans entered the Beit HaMikdash to destroy the Beit HaMikdash. And they were a little hesitant, they were a little uh, scared. They were frightened to enter the Beit HaMikdash, so they sent in a guinea pig. You know what a guinea pig is? They, they sent someone in as a test, a Jewish apostate, a Jewish heretic, Apikores. His name was Yosef Meshisa. Yosef Meshisa was a rebel. He abandoned Judaism. He abandoned observance. He was not Shomrei Torah Mitzvot. They said, Yossi, you go into the temple, you take out any spoils you want, any plunder you want, and it's for you. So Yosef said, no problem. Yosef said, no problem. So he goes into the temple, and uh, he takes out the most prized possession in the temple. You know what he takes? The menorah. So he comes out with the menorah, 
And uh, they say, you know, Yosef, you have good taste. You have good taste. It's like my father tells me, you know, Daniel, go into the closet, take whatever tie you want. Yeah, I don't go shopping. I take whatever tie you want. So I take it. He said, you know, you have good taste. You know, some fathers would say, I didn't mean that tie. You can take anything, but not that tie. My father lets me take any tie. But they said, Yosef, you, good, you know, you have very good taste. Not that. That goes to the governor. That belongs to the king. Go in one more time and take something else. You know, your taste is too fine. Yosef said, I'm not going in. Said, what, do you, what do you mean you're not going in? You went in already. You violated the sanctity of the temple. Go in one more time. I'm not going in. No thanks. Yosef, you go in. We're going to reward you handsomely. We're going to give you a free trip to Panama. No, not going in. Not going in. We're going to give you a third of the royal estate. I'm not going in. We're going to give you the whole treasury. I'm not going in. They murdered Yosef Meshisa. He died. He says, Woe to me that I angered my Creator. I'm not going to do it again. Asks the Panovich Arav. You know, the Panovich Arav, Rabbi Yosef Shalom Kahanaman. He was one of the great builders of Tyra. He was one of the great fundraisers ever. Uh, you know, the joke goes, how do you know there's no life on Mars? Because if there was, the Panovich Arav would have gone there to fundraise. <laughs> the Panovich Arav says, what changed? What happened? The man was willing to go into the Beit HaMikdash to take the menorah. He comes out with the menorah. They said, no, take something else. He doesn't want to go in again. What changed? Why didn't he want to go in again? He was not Shomrei Torah Mitzvot. He was not a believer. He did not keep anything. What changed with Rabbi Yosef, Mish- with Yosef Meshisa? Says the what changed was he entered the Beit HaMikdash. If you enter the Beit HaMikdash, you become a different person. People say, if only I had the opportunity to enter Beit HaMikdash, I would be a different person. Then I would really have emunah. Then I would really have faith. Morai v'rabotai, every single day we enter the Beit HaMikdash. And I'm not just talking about the Beit HaKnesset. Let me explain. You know, there's a pasuk, one of the seminal pasukim, one of the fundamental pasukim, before God gives the Torah to Klal Yisrael. He says, V'atem ti'yali mamlechet kohanim v'go kadosh. You will be to me a kingdom of priests. And since we're friends, I've spoken to everyone here on the, the phone about a hundred times already, right? Please raise your hands. Please let me know if you're a kohen. I want to know by show of hands, how many kohanim are we have? We have six, seven kohanim out of, I don't know, a hundred people. Five percent of the people. Seven percent of the people. So what does the pasuk mean? V'atem tiuli mamleches kohanim. You will be a kingdom of kohanim. We're not all kohanim. Most of us are Yisraelim. I'm not a kohen. I know I'm from David HaMelech. And most Yisraelim are from David HaMelech. Eighty percent of Ashkenazim are from David HaMelech. Maybe Svardim as well. So what does the Torah mean? V'atem tiyuli mamlechet kohanim v'gad kadash. So I want to share with you an approach to tefillah. It's a revolutionary approach. I'm going to give you a handout. This handout's going to change the way you daven. This is how it started for me. You know, a Jew, the first thing they do when they wake up in the morning, what's the first thing a Jew does? Mode'ani. Mode'ani. I thank you, Hashem, 
Now, then you wash your hands three times. You pick up the cup in your right hand, you put it in the left hand, and you wash right, left, right, left, right, left. Why do we wash in Yiddish? Ashkenazim, we call it Negel Vasar. Whatever you want to call it, Netilat Yadayim. You have to wash your hands three times. Why? Ruach Ra'ah. There's an evil spirit on the hand. You know, the idea is that during the nighttime, the Neshama goes up to Shamayim. It creates a vacuum of Kedushah. So the Neshama leaves, all the Tumah comes down to the person. In the morning, the Neshama returns. It banishes the Tumah. The Tumah remains on your fingers. Right? We know the halacha is, you can't touch your eyes, your nose, your ears, before Negel Vasar. By the way, the achronim write, you should not even touch your eyes with your eyes closed. You cannot even touch your ears on top of the ear. You cannot even touch your mouth. You can't get your hands anywhere near an orifice of your body. You don't want the tumah to enter the body. Negel Vasar. By the way, just as a point of reference, you know, it's very important that the first thing that a Jew does in the morning is Avodat Hashem. You look at the mezuzah. You say Moda'ani. You wash Netilat Yadayim. You don't check your phone. Many people, they wake up, they check their emails, their WhatsApp, their messages. No. Kadesh li kol The first thing you do in the morning, to Hashem. So you wash Negev Okay. Then... You get dressed, you take care of your needs. And before tefillah, you wash your hands again. And did you know you make a bracha? Baruch atah Hashem, Elohim Malchoilam, Asher Kedeshan B'Mitzvotav, Betzivanu Al Netilat Yadayim. You say that bracha? Yeah, we say it's part of Shacharit. Why do we say that bracha? For what? You're eating bread? You now eat bread before Shacharit. So why are we making Netilat Yadayim? You already washed your hands first thing in the morning. But you're going to wash again before tefillah and make a bracha al Netilat Yadayim. Why? By the way, just if I came here to Panama to clarify the halacha, that before shacharit you're washing your hands twice. Once first thing in the morning and another time before shacharit, kedai, the trip was worth it. Why do you say Netilat Yadayim before Shacharit? You're not eating bread. Two times. I know it's, a, it's controversial, but it's explicit in the Halakha. Says the Rashba. I just came back from Spain. I was in Barcelona. Barcelona, you see street. Street is Rabbi Shlomo Ben Adara Street, where the Rashba lived in Barcelona. The Rashba wrote more than 2,500 Shuvot that are published. Unpublished, he wrote more than 10,000 Shuvot. The Rajba teaches that every single morning we're a Beria Chadasha, we're a new creation. Like the Pasuk says in Eicha, Chadashim Labekarim Rabbi Amunasacha. Every morning we're a new creation. So as we're about to serve Hashem, this is not the 5,000th time we're serving Hashem, today is the first time we're serving God. And when the Kohen entered the Mikdash, what's the first thing he does? He washes his hands from the Kiyar. And because the Kohanim, when they entered the Beit HaMikdash, they washed their hands, 
Every morning for Shacharit, you got to wash your hands from the Kiyar like a Kohen. I don't understand. What do you mean like a Kohen? I'm not a Kohen. Most people are not Kohanim. Let the Kohanim, the seven guys here who raised their hand. Now, I didn't check your lineage. You could have, you know, anybody could have raised their hand that you're a Kohen. But the seven guys that raised their hand, they should wash Natilat Yadayim. Why does everyone else need to wash Natilat Yadayim? Apparently, the Rashba is teaching us that on some dimension, every Jew is Kohen. Now, let's still develop this further. There's a misc- this, this is what I refer to as the most misunderstood halacha and shulchan aruch. Siman sadidalad. When you get up to pray, everybody knows you face where? Where are you facing in Panama? You're also facing east. You're facing Eretz Yisrael. And Maran Bet Yosef writes, Bekumol hitbalel amhayahomed b'chutzlaretz, yachser panav keneged Eretz Yisrael. V'yichavein gam l'Yerushalayim. Ule mikdash. Ule beit kadsheh hakadashem. Most people think it means as follows. Okay, I'm in Panama. Where's the Mizrach? There, yeah? Okay, I face the east. Now I have to take out a compass and figure out where exactly is Yushalayim. Oh, it's here? Okay, now I'm going to turn here. And where's the Beit HaMikdash? It's like that. Okay, now I'm going to move uh, half a millimeter. Now Mishnah Burah says it's a mistake. There is no halacha to face Yerushalayim. There is no halacha to face Beit HaMikdash. What do you mean? Shulchan Aruch says, Yechavein keneged Yerushalayim ula mikdash. No, Yechavein doesn't mean you face. So what does Yechavein mean? Says Mishnah Bura, Yechavein libo, afal pi she'i efshar lo lahachser pan of negdam. Even though it's impossible to face Yerushalayim, it's impossible to face Kachei Kadashim. You should imagine as if you're standing in Kadshei Kadashem. You know that halacha? It's an open halacha in Shulchan Aruch. When you pray, you're supposed to imagine during Shemona Esrei, you're standing in the Holy of Holies. This is not Chumrah. This is not Hidur. It's an obligation. When you stand Amida, when you pray Shemona Esrei, you're supposed to imagine yourself standing in the Holy of Holies. So let's think for a moment. When you start to pray, you're washing your hands. Like who? Like a Kohen. By the end of the tefillah, where are you? You're in the Kadshei Kadashem. So I was wondering, you know, that's a pretty big jump from the Kiyar, which is in the entrance of the, holy, of the Beit HaMikdash, to the Kadshei Kadashim by Shmona Esrei. What are you doing for the rest of the tefillah? What are you doing for the rest of the tefillah? So... I came across in the Siddur of Rabbi Yaakov Emden. Rabbi Yaakov Emden reveals that each part of tefillah is a journey, is a voyage through the Beit HaMikdash. Each paragraph of the tefillah corresponds to a different location of the Beit HaMikdash. And this idea is further elaborated by Rabbi Shimon Schwab in his Siddur Ion Tefillah where he explains how every line of tefillah is literally another step in the Beit HaMikdash. And it is important to be aware by each segment of the tefillah, where am I standing? Okay, so that's what we're going to present today, right now, in a nutshell. I want to hand you um, a handout, 
which is a floor map of the Beit HaMikdash. And let's try to go through where each part of the tefillah corresponds to in the Beit HaMikdash here. This is um, reproduced from the Shadensin edition of Bavli with permission from Art Scroll Masora Publications. Let's begin. Okay, so the beginning of the tefillah, you have Adon Olam. You... They're coming, they're coming, they're coming. The beginning of the tefillah, you have Adon Olam, you have Matovu, you have Yigdal, you have all the tefillot that we say in the morning. This corresponds to Ezras Nashem. What took place in the Ezras Nashem? What was the function of the Ezras Nashem? Going around here, special account. Ezras Nashim, during the course of the year, people would camp out in the Ezrat Nashim before they opened up the temple for service. You see, the temple was not open 24 hours a day. You know, in America, they have 24 hours a day store, 7-Eleven. The temple was not 7-Eleven. The temple was open for business at the crack of dawn. When they said Barkai, when they said, you know, when, when the sun rose, the temple was open for business. Until then... The tzaddikim, the chassidim, the pious Jews, they gather in the Ezrat Nashim. What do they do in the Ezrat Nashim? They pray, they set to Hillim, they learn Torah from the dark throughout until throughout the morning. This is what took place in the Ezrat Nashim. Now we're ready, Rabotai, to enter the Beit HaMikdash. The first step of tefillah is Berchat HaShachar. Does anybody know how many Birchat HaShachar are there? Hanosin Lasachvin Lavchimen Yomuvein Loila. Shaloyasani Goy, Shaloyasani Ovet, Shaloyasani Isha, Pakeach Yivrim, Malvish Arumim, and so on and so forth. There were 14 Birchat HaShachar, and then later on, Alpi Kabbalah, they added the 15th Bracha, Hanotein Layaif Koach. It's a very big machlok as whether you're supposed to say that 15th Bracha. Shochan Aruch says maybe not, Darizal says yes. Ayin B'yabiya Omer, Rabbi Vadi has a lengthy tshuva on this. The bottom line is, all Jews say 15 Berchot HaShachar. Says Rabbi Shimon Schwab, the 15 blessings that we make in the morning correspond to the 15 steps that you take up the Ezrat Nashim until you get to the Shar Niknar. It's not a coincidence, the 15 steps. The 15 Berchot HaShachar Elevate you, rise you up from the floor of the Ezrat Nashim until you get to Shar Niknar. So you don't want to miss any of that. You know, you don't want to come late and then all your friends are already in the Holy of Holies and you're standing outside. You know, you haven't gotten in yet. You want to make sure you're there on time. You want to make sure you say every bracha carefully. Otherwise, you know, the President of the United States, when he goes up to Air Force One, every three days you see a picture of him, he's tripping on a step. The guy can't get up the steps. You don't want to trip on the steps. You want smooth entrance onto the temple. Okay? Each bracha is critical. You know, a lot of people, they... Uh, no, every word, you got, like you're counting money. You want to make sure you enter, you elevate every single step. Now at this point of time, very interesting, we say in the Sidur, Ashreinu matov chalkeinu, mayafa yerushaseinu, Ashreinu sha'anachnu ma'arivim, Hashem Why are we saying Shema? See, now if you go to the Shar Niknar, 
Sharniknar enters Ezrat Yisrael. Ezrat Yisrael, who's allowed to go into Ezrat Yisrael? Only Jews. Were Gentiles allowed into the Beit HaMikdash? Yeah, absolutely. They're allowed up to the Sharniknar. So you have your friend Tony, you have Frank, he's coming with you into the temple. Are they allowed to send Karbanot? Absolutely. Goyim are allowed to send Karbanot. The place they could go up to is Sharniknar. So now there's a big sign by Sharniknar, no Gentiles allowed. So you're there with your business partner, you're there with your, you know, your friend from the office, he's coming with you to the, to, into the temple. There's a big sign, no Gentiles allowed. Now it gets, a, it gets a little hectic now. Now it gets a little bit uncomfortable because they're coming armed and they say to you, you know, what's going on? You're going in, this is discrimination. Your life is a little bit in peril now. So you know what you say? Gentiles, you stay behind. I'm going in. Come what may, I'm willing to give up my life. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, Ashreinu, Matayv Chalkeinu. We have the good fortune in life. You don't like it? We're going in at any expense. That's Ezrat Yisrael. Those are, if you see, uh, the area past the uh, Ezrat Nashim, that's Ezrat Yisrael. Now we come to the Mizbeach. What part of the tefillah do you think corresponds to the Mizbeach? Karbanot. Obvious. Karbanot. All the Karbanot. By the way, if you're running late to shul, you're running late. Now I always say, why would anybody run late to shul? The only way is, let's say a terrorist came into your house, tied you up to the bed, and uh, it's hard. You're running late because of that circumstance. So, and you only have time to say one karbanot. You have one minute to say karbanot. What should you say? Parshat HaTamid. That's Ikar. That's Me'ikarei HaTfilah. You don't want to miss Parshat HaTamid. The rest, the rest is not absolute oblig- obligation. Ikar is Parshat HaTamid. That corresponds to the Mizbeach. Okay, you finish Karbanot, and now you encounter how many steps until you get to the Heichal. You encounter 12 steps plus the platform of the Heichal, a total of 13 steps. Rabbi the 13 midot of Rabbi Shmuel get you up the 13 steps until you get to the Heichal. Now, you have to understand, the Heichal, actually, this brings you to the Ulam. The Ulam has an entrance and an exit. The entrance is very wide. The exit is very wide. The entrance of Ulam, Baruch She'amar V'hayah Ha'ilam. The exit of the Ulam, Yishtabach Shimcha La'ad Malkeinu. What do we find in the Ulam? What is the Ulam? Ulam is a very wide entranceway. If we were to enter the Ulam, we would look up at the ceiling. You know what we would see at the ceiling? Sharsharois, chains. On these chains, the young Kohanim would climb up. And on the ceiling, there were two crowns. One crown belonged to Zerubbabel, Melech Yisrael. The other crown belonged to Melech HaMashiach, Sheyavoy B'mherab Yomeno. Why is Psukei de Zimra compared to chains? This is very important. And I'm going to teach you some marital advice, because this is all men's event, there are no ladies here, so I'm going to give you some marriage advice. You've got to buy your wife flowers. Okay? And one day, you're going to need to know this also. Okay? 
You got to buy your wife flowers. Now, there are two kinds of ways to buy flowers. You could buy a dozen roses. Now, you know, now we're, we're approaching Chodesh Elul. Elul, Ani Dodi, Vedodi Li, Haroe, Bashoshanim. Says Tikune Zohar. Elul is compared to a rose. Why? A rose has Yud Gimel petals, 13 petals. In Chodesh Elul, Yud Gimel Mechilin Derachamohi are open. The 13 Midos Harachamim are now available. That's why Elul is, a, is compared to a rose. So if you're going to buy your wife roses for Shabbat, you buy not a dozen, 13. You say, what's going on? Why 13? Elul. Elul, Yud Gimel Midos What do we say in Elul? Ledavid Hashem or Yishi. Why do we say Ledavid Hashem or Yishi? A few reasons. One reason is we have the word Lulei. Lulei is the only word in the whole Tanakh that have dots on the top of it and the bottom. There are many words that have dots on the top. For example, Vayishakehu, Hanistarot. But if you look in a, in, a, in a Megillah, a Tanakh written out on parchment, when you write the word Lulei, Lulei has dots on the top, dots on the bottom. That indicates you read it backward. Lulei backward, Elul. There's another reason we say Ledavid and Elul. How many times does Hashem's name appear in Ledavid Hashem Ariviyishi? Thirteen times. Keneged Yud Gemomidos Harachamim in Chodesh Elul. So Elul is compared to a rose. That's one kind of flowers you could buy your wife. But you cannot buy her roses every week. If you buy your wife roses every week, she's going to come on. Get a little creative, you know, something new. So sometimes you need to buy a bouquet of flowers. You know what a bouquet is? It has a rose and a tulip and a lily and some other stuff and they tie it all together. And the variety is beautiful. Sometimes you like uniform, sometimes you like variety. It's the same when you, way, way when you praise Hashem. Sometimes you praise Hashem, Ashrei, Hallelujah, 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 same, 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 same. Then there's a kind of praise of Hashem called Nigadelcha. You know what Nigadelcha is? Nigadelcha is when you take psukim from all over Tanakh that have the same word and you string them together, even though they come from different sfarim. For example, Yehi Chivod Hashem Le'olam, Yismach Hashem Asav. Yehi Shem Hashem. These psukim come from all over the place, but they all have the word Yehi, Yehi. And then, oh, it says Shamayim here, so we take another pasuk that has Shamayim from a different Sefer. And another pasuk that has Shamayim in a different Sefer. It's called making a bouquet of psukim. Nigadelcha, gidul, gidul is braiding, braiding. Psukei de Zimra is braiding psukim. The whole haidu, the whole yehi chavod are braids of psukim. That's why they compare to the chains in the ulam. Each pasuk is chained together. So you have Baruch Amar, you have Psukei Dzimra, and then you have Yishtabach. That's the Ulam. Friends, you ready for the next step? We're now about to enter the Heichal. The Heichal, you enter on your right side. You know what you see on the right side? Shulchan. The Shulchan was where? In the north. In the north. On the left side, what do you see? Menorah. Menorah is where? The south. By the way, the Gemara says, raise your hand if you want to become smart. 
Harotza lahachim yadrim. That's why all people in New York, they love Miami Beach. Why? Harotza lahachim yadrim. That's why we like to come to Panama. <laughs> Panama, they don't come to New York so much. Harotza lahachim, yeah, we always go south. By the way, in the Chumash, Avram Avinu, haloch v'nasoa, hanegba, hanegba. Not one time does it say haloch v'nasoa tzafona. Nobody goes north in the Chumash. The only person who goes north is mitzafon tipatach the south is wisdom, the north is money. People who are smart know if you have wisdom, you get money also. Which means the Gemara says, you want some money? When you face the east, you face the north a little bit, right? North, east, west, south, north. You want some money? You position yourself a little bit to the north. You want some smarts? You position yourself a little to the south. Vesimanach menorah shebe darom shulchan shebe tzafon. There are two ways of under- recognizing Hashem in this world. You want to see Hashem in this world? There are two ways. One way is, you know, do you heard about somebody who made a trip of seventy-five million miles? You know about the you know about this trip? Seventy-five million miles. You know who made that trip? Your bloodstream, your bloodstream flows through 75 million miles of veins, arteries, and passageways and byways in your body. Can you imagine the nisim v'neflaot for the blood to make one circuit in your body? 75 million miles! Who, who conducts? You have tobus, you have uh, cops, you have anybody directing the traffic? It's a Nesmin HaShamayim. One of the best ways to see Hashem is from the physical universe. That's the Shulchan. The Shulchan represents seeing HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the physical universe. You want to recognize Hashem? Look at the sun. More energy is emitted from the sun in one millisecond than all the electricity that was ever produced in planet Earth, ever. Toiv, Yatsar, Kavoid, Lishmai, Ma'oirois, Nasan, Svivot, Uzo. Heichin ufa'al, Zaharei Chama. You want to see Hashem? Look at the sun. Yotzerar, Uvoirei Choshech. That's Shulchan. The bracha of Yotzerar is connected Shulchan. There's an even greater way to understand Hashem, to see Hashem. You know what the greatest way to see Hashem is? The Torah. The Torah. Somehow, you learn a blad Gemara. Where's Hashem? There are no more questions. No more questions. person has questions. You know, if let's say you're dealing with someone who you want to bring closer to the Torah, and they have all kinds of philosophical questions. Oh, why did God do bad things to good people? Don't answer any questions. Don't, don't address any questions. You know what you do? Learn Chumash Rashi. Learn Gemara. After you learn Gemara, no questions. You don't have to answer questions. The Torah will nourish the Jewish soul. The best way to see God in this world is learning Torah. That's the Menorah Shebet Darom. You know, the Midrash says that if somebody would ask a good question, you know what Rabbi Tarfon would say? Kaftar v'ferach, buttons and knobs. 
Says the Nitziv, why? Because Rabbi Tarfon recognized the influence of Torah came down to the world through the medium of the menorah. The menorah represents the Torah. Ahavat olam ahavtanu. Chemla gedola vitera chamalta aleinu. Not bad, right? It's Sephardic. Not bad, okay. Trying. You can be higher here. Higher? Yotzeror, that's the Shulchan. Ahavat Olam is a menorah. And now we come to Kriyat Shema. I want to tell you a simple halacha and Shulchan Aruch. Maran Bet Yosef says, Yikra Kriyat Shema, Be'ema, Uvira, Uvereset, Uvezeya. With fear, with awe, with trembling, with, with shaking. I understand. What are you getting so worked up saying Shema? Relax. Take it easy. Why are you getting so worked up? You're sitting here. You have nice air conditioning. You have an air conditioned tent. You have Magideshir coming from all over the world. Why do you have to get so worked up when you say Shema? Says Rashba. Kriyat Shema is Kabbalat Ol Malchut Shamayim. Kabbalat Ol Malchut Shamayim means that you imagine that if you were ever faced with the ultimate test... You would give up your life for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Rebbe Rebbe Limelch of Lezhensk writes in the beginning of Tzetel Katan, imagine a raging fire. You know what's going on in, uh, in, Maui. in Maui. The wildfires are spreading a mile, think about this, per minute. A mile per minute. Rabbi Elimelech of Lezhen says when you say Kriyat Shema, you should imagine if you ever placed in a, chas, chas shalom, a fire, you'd give up your life for God. Now we understand why you say Shema. Be'ema uveyira uvereset uvezeya. It's a very traumatic, to extend it's a traumatic experience. Shema is not, Shema Yisrael No. Be'ema, be'ira, be'reset, uvezeya. So Shema is your, the offering of your soul. You know what that corresponds to? In between the menorah and the shulchan was a mizbeach. Which mizbeach? Mizbeach haketoret. Mizbeach haketoret. The ketoret is something davar shehaneshama nehenesbo. Something the soul benefits from. It's the offering of the soul. Shema Yisrael. Shema Yisrael corresponds to mizbeach haketoret. So you said Yotzer Ar. Yotzer Ar, Shulchan. You said Ahavat Olam. That's the Menorah. Kriyat Shema is the Mizmech HaKetoret. Now you're already at the Parochet. Parochet is Baruch Hashem, Ga'al Yisrael. And you have to be Somech, Ge'ulah, L'Tfilah. When you're up to Shmona Esrei, you, you're not facing Kodesh Kadashim. You're in the Kodesh Kadashim. You're in the Kodesh HaKashem. And you didn't just jump there. You progressed there. 15 Berchot HaShachar, up to 15 steps. Shema Yisrael, the first time, Ezrat Yisrael. Karbanot, the Mizbeach. 13 steps, Rabbi Shmuel Omer. Baruch Sha'omar, Pesach HaUlam. Psukei de Zimra, the chains of the Ulam. Yishtabach, the, the exit of the Ulam. Yotzer Or, Mizbeh Avi Shulchan. Ahava Rabbah, Ahavat Olam, 
Menorah. Kriyat Shema, Mizbeach HaKetorat. Ga'al Yisrael, Parochet. Kodesh Kadashim, Shemona Esrei. Do we now understand why God says to every single Jew, Va'atem Tihiyuli, Mamlechet Kohanim. This is not a Mamlechet Kohanim. Mamlechet Kohanim. Every Jew is a Kohen. Yeah, the physical Kohanim, they could be Ola Leduchan. They get to uh, the first Aliyah. But every Jew goes every day in Mikdash El Mala. Now, here's the good thing I'm a visitor, so I could say whatever I want. Would anybody in their right mind walk into the Beit HaMikdash with a cell phone? No. You would have to be out of your mind. Beit HaMikdash. Vekelim, Ikelim, Shainim. You can't, can't, bring the, can't bring it into the Beit HaMikdash. At the time of the tefillah, you're entering Ezrat Nashim, you're walking up the steps, you're passing by Mizbeach, you're passing by the Menorah, you leave your Gentile friends behind, you leave your phone behind. It doesn't come in with you. Doesn't belong there. This is a holy trip. It's just you and Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Until you enter Kodesh Hakadoshim. Do we now understand why at the end of the Shemona Esrei we take the three steps back? We say Yehi Ratzon Milfanecha, Hashem Elokeinu Velokei Avoteinu, Sheibane Beit Hamikdash Bimheraviyameinu. We say. God Almighty, you allowed us to enter your Mikdash Shalma'ala, but now we're ready for the real thing. Now we're ready to actually go into the Beit HaMikdash. In the Zuchut of our recognizing that our daily tefillah, you know, what is tefillah called? Ezehu Avoida Shebelev. Tefillah is Avoida. Why is tefillah Avoida? How is it Avoida? I'm just reading a book. I'm, mur- I'm, you know, muttering words. No, it's literally avodah. In the zuchot, that our tefillah every day is like entering the Beit HaMikdash, we pray to God, Yehi ratzon milfanecha sheyibane Beit HaMikdash b'mhera v'yameinu. So b'zuchot, our get- get- getting together to learn this very important material here in the holy city of Panama. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu give us the zuchot, Bezos Hashem, next year. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.